Hello, everyone. Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. My name is Tom Vergus. I'm joined by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks, Jürgen. That's you? good. I'm good, too. Thanks. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Actually, we're going to be talking about how do I build the culture in remote teams? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm. I love and that topic. Yeah, yeah. actually. And the, the, the reason why we're talking about it is, as you know, the last episode was around how do we lead in times of uncertainty mm. based on the coronavirus situation. And this has been a question that's been coming up as well. It's, so how do I build the culture in the remote team, right? I, mean, I have a remote team mm. now, so how do I do that? So I just thought we would touch on that and perhaps share a few points for our listeners. Mm. Great. All right. Well, what what are some of the key things then? Well, I think the first thing that we really need to be clear in terms of building the culture of a team or any team, whether they're remote or not, mm. is actually around purpose. Mm. So what's our purpose as a team? Right? Why do we exist? You know, what are we here to do? That is really important mm. for all of the members in the team to have that uh, clarity. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's something often overlooked. I mean, the leader often thinks, yes, I know the purpose of the business, I know the purpose of our team, but the communication element to the team members and individual team members and making sure they actually, I mean, they may communicate it to them, but making sure they actually really understand Buy in, yeah. Buy into and, it, and a part of feel part of it is yes. often overlooked. And yeah. then when you add the complexity of remote teams and different cultures and yep. different languages, then it just means that you have to really pay attention to that. Indeed. So uh, to your point there, Jürgen, I think many a times strategy is set by those up at the top, hmm. and we hope it's transmitted it's, yeah. down. It really is critical if we can get people to appreciate how their role contributes mm. to the strategy. Yeah. So that links to purpose so that we have an understanding. And this is especially true in remote teams because when you're in a remote team, you're many a time just by yourself. You are the sole player. Mm. You know, how, do I, how do I feel part of this larger organization or how do I feel part of a team when I'm here sitting you know, in my lounge or sitting mm. on my kitchen table or in my bedroom. Mm. Yeah, and osmosis was one of the favoured strategies in my time in the corporate world, and it doesn't, right. work. It doesn't work. <laughs> you have to do more. <laughs> you have to do more. So that's the first thing. And talking about then osmosis, the next role, the next important thing is, in fact, having clarity of roles. Mm. Right, so we want to make sure that in the team we have clarity on who's doing what. Goes without saying that we have the right people on board. We, that goes without saying that goes into the recruitment. And I think a point that you and I were talking about earlier before we came on the recording was the challenges of onboarding people, mm. uh, especially when they're remote. Especially when they're remote, yeah, because what happens a lot of times is there are a lot of things that when a new person starts in a role and he's in an office environment where the co-workers are all around him in the same building and within easy reach, you know, down the hall, walk into the office, ask a quick question about how do I operate the printer or how do, how do I send this file to 
another person, you know, simple things like that, which can be dealt with very quickly in an office environment Mm. because there's plenty of people around who will know Mm. and who you can go and ask. But when you're working remotely, that all of a sudden becomes a big thing. Yes. So the onboarding issue is something that needs Mm. to be really carefully thought of. What are the key things you need to know when you start? Who can you talk to about different things when you have kind of a simple operational question like that example Mm. which i think links then then to the third point which is around communications Mm. so obviously goes without saying that when we are working remotely we are using different forms of communication we're not doing the face-to-face right so we're either using telephones and if the broadband allows definitely video conferences yeah. would be is the preferred way. Nevertheless, you're not having that human interaction. Mm. So it really is, I think, important to have a sense of so how do we expect people to behave, say, in a call. As you can imagine, if we were doing a teleconference with six or seven people from different parts of the world, And if English was not the main language for half the team, Hmm. little things like when do I come in? When, what's the cue? How do I interrupt? How do I challenge when I don't see the face, right? I don't have the facial signatures. I don't have the facial expressions to go on. Those things as a leader, when you're managing these things, are things that you need to be far more conscious about. Very much so, and also getting everyone involved. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, ensuring you have a method or you're using some process to have everybody involved and and, and being really clear that you expect them to be involved, right? Mm. And goes without saying with the communications, you're going to use a whole... There are so many different tools available, aren't there, in mm. today's mm. world oh, yeah. that will help you in the digital world. So being across those tools to help you with that yeah yeah and one of my favorite topics of course is you know the technology isn't a substitute for human interaction and the relationship so whilst there's some a lot of wonderful tools around that you know you can video conference you can live stream you can chat online almost as if you're sitting next to one another in the office except that it's just typed words but all of those are tools and you still need to work on that human relationship and distance Mm. is going to be a bit of an extra challenge. Indeed. Mm. Which actually reminds me about part of communication is actually the different styles, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, to your point, some people like the written word because it gives them time to actually read the message Mm. or it gives them time to draft something before they send it out. Whereas other people, it's more around communication, talking. And for other people, it's using symbols Mm. and emojis and things like that. So it's, it's, again, having a variety of different forms yeah being adaptable yeah and and adjusting the leader really needs to be adjusting their communication to the response they're getting to the person they're talking to yeah or the team they're talking to yeah and the other thing that occurs to me there is in live situations you know you have a team meeting in a room in a meeting room you've got let's say 10 people around the meeting room, quite often the leader will then speak to individuals immediately after the meeting and say, well, how did you find the meeting? Give me some feedback. 
what are you feeling, those kind of things which come back to the point you were making earlier about caring for the individual. So it's in, in a sense of having that one-on-one interaction related to that particular meeting, whereas my experience in the past in conference, teleconferences remote or video conferences remotely is that, okay, we're done now and everybody hangs up and that those kind of conversations tend not to happen. Mm, the follow-on conferences. Mm. Yes, that's a good point, actually. Because I think that also is, well, A, that ability to check in mm. with, with, with people. The other thing it does is actually helps you build that personal connection. Mm. So, for instance, things like, in a, again, if you go back to a face-to-face meeting, we may come in on a Monday before we start the meeting, we may things, ask things like, hey, how was your weekend? Mm. Right, and you know, you would respond that we have an opportunity to delve into a little bit uh, deeper. I find though, on teleconferences or video conferences, we tend not to do that, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or rather, we don't delve in further because there's so you know, it's just the etiquette doesn't mm. allow for it. Um, and it's in terms of building the culture in a remote team, it really is important to spend the time building those things. It's the mm. soft skills, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the soft Very stuff. Much, yeah. yeah. We can take into consideration that the people we're hiring on the team know how to do the job. They're professionals. They know how to do the job. It's the other, it's the soft Mm. things around. How do we, in fact, build relationships? How do we disagree? How do we uh, deal with conflict? Mm. Uh, How do we actually do some brainstorming sessions? How do we get ideas? All that come into play in terms of building the culture in remote teams. Hmm. It certainly requires some innovation around that because leaders, typically good leaders will have ways that they deal with those things live, but until they've worked in remote teams um, or teams that are located in, in remote locations and many of them in different remote locations, some of those challenges they underestimate. Mm. Yeah, so it's really about thinking of all those things like the social interactions before the meeting, the meeting follow-ups, the one-on-one interactions, and just keeping those relationships at, at a really deep level. Absolutely showing right. Showing people you care. That's right, showing people you care. Being conscious that you're working not just across cultures, but across distance and mm. across time. As you and I know, we've all, both worked in situations of different time zones and how difficult mm. that can be and how challenging that can be. Yeah. Given the fact that you know, one some people might be bright early in the morning, and it's the end of the day for somebody else. Mm. And, and as a leader, being again very cognizant uh, of those things. Mm. All right. So, what's the takeaway we'd like to leave the listener today? I think the takeaway here is take the opportunity as a leader to assess the culture of your remote team. There are numerous tools that you can use, and just quick tools that you can say, what's my culture like? Uh, Sometimes I just think you can, in fact, talk to the team to see how things are going. Because it's really around levels of trust, comfort in communication. Are we being, are we all aligned? Hmm. Things like that. As a leader, you want to ensure that we are doing those things. Some people like being on their own. They can work well by themselves and they have that sense of you know, independence, mm. whereas there are other people who really thrive on 
working with with others mm. now they, they they bounce the of the energy of yeah. other people and of course when you're working remotely you know you may not have that so how do you actually take yourself out perhaps into maybe a cafe mm. coffee shop things that you know so how do you get that interaction as a leader being conscious of different people may work differently but your job as a leader is to ensure that the culture of the team leads to high performance. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And of course if you need help with any of this, Tom's always available Absolutely. to have a conversation. Please call us. Yes, yeah. that's what we do. This is our area of speciality. Mm. We'd love to help you. Great. Thanks Tom. Thanks Jürgen. See you next time.